all relationships need cultivation. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have John Maxwell, part three of his talk on the power of friendship. Here's John. The fourth thing the Bible says is friends sharpen one another. In other words, they make each other better. As steel sharpens steel, friends sharpen one another. Now, now I have a question for you. Four things the Bible says about friendship that just kind of endear your heart. That, 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 that friendships that you and I can have, these covenant friendships, it, it allows us to stick together during difficulties. It allows us to speak truth in each other's life with love. To refresh each other and sharpen each other. Now, how many of you, how many would you like to have somebody that walk in your life that refreshes you, that sharpens you, that makes you better, that unconditional? How many of you like to have a friend like that? I mean, come on, talk to me. Hello. This is this isn't a relationship question. That's an IQ question. <laughs> you didn't raise your hand on that one. You got other issues we got to deal with. In my book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws, the law of magnetism. The law of magnetism says something that is so important in relationships. It says, we attract who we are, not who we want. We attract, we, the kind of person we attract to ourselves is the kind of person that we are. Hey, and I, when I'm in the business community leadership, I'll, 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 t- I'll talk to people all the time and I'll say, what kind of people would you like to have in your company? And they'll, they'll say things, oh, I would like to have people that are disciplined. I'd like to have people with a good attitude. I'd like people with a good work ethic. I'd like to have people with integrity. And they got this wonderful list. And when they get down to the list, I look at them and say, is that you? Because if it's, if it's not you, you won't attract people to you like that. Wow. We attract who we are. Not who we want. So covenant friendships are a result of, number one, being the right person. It begins not with fixing someone else and getting them to raise their commitment level to us. It begins with us fixing ourselves. Who we are determines how we see other people. It starts with me being the right person. Margaret and I were having a conference together. We were doing Q&A. Lady looked at Margaret and asked her the question. She said, Margaret, did, I don't know where this question comes from. It wasn't even a marriage encounter. It was, a, it was really on leadership. She looked at Margaret and said, does John make you happy? And, and I didn't mind the question. I think I'm a, I think I'm a wonderful husband. <laughs> so I, in fact, I kind of thought, good question. <laughs> and, and Margaret looked right at her, and, 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 and she just, I mean, what she said just, it was like a shock. She looked right, right back at the lady. I mean, immediately, right, right back at the lady, and she said, no, he, he doesn't make me happy. And everybody got real quiet. I mean, it's my conference. <laughs> and she said, and, and, and no one expected that. I didn't expect that answer. I mean, and what bothered me about it is she, how quickly she answered. <laughs> it's like, I've been waiting for this question all my life. Thank you very much. I, I, I mean, like, did you plant that one out there? Oh. And, and so when she said it that way, I looked at her and I said, sweetheart, honey, explain yourself. Have you ever asked somebody to explain themselves and so they explain themselves and when they got done explaining themselves, you wish you wouldn't have asked them <laughs> to explain themselves? 
I said, honey, explain what you mean. She said, well, no problem. No. She, said, she looked at the lady. She said, I realized in the first six months of our marriage that he would never make me happy. <laughs> now, I don't know if you have the gift of discernment, but we're going down very quickly. <laughs> and then she said, because for the first six months, that's what I kept saying. He'll make me happy. He'll make me happy. I was teaching school. He had a little church. I'd come home from school. I'd say, we'll have dinner together. He'd call me from the hospital. Honey, somebody had a wreck. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be home for a while. Oh, we lost that dinner. I'd have papers to grade. She said, things just happen. Things happen. And I kept saying, he'll make me happy. He'll make me happy. He'll make me happy. And then she said, one day, she said, I realized the only person in this world that can make me happy is me. And the moment that I took responsibility for my happiness, she said, from that time on, John has added immeasurably to my happiness. That was close. What was Margaret saying? Margaret was saying, very simple, you've got to be the right person. It's intentional. It starts with you. It doesn't start with fixing the other person. It doesn't start with waiting for the other person to go deep in their relationship or deep in their commitment to you. No, no, it starts with me making that commitment unconditionally. The second thing covenant relationships and friendships are a result of is committing time and energy to friendships. Again, in my book, Winning with People, that's here today, there's the gardening principle, and the gardening principle says all relationships need cultivation. Isn't that a fact? Don't all relationships need cultivation? You got to work, got to put a lot of energy. You know the difference between dating and marriage is, don't you? I mean, in, in dating, it's all about them. Oh, yes. It's all about them. When you're, when you're trying to win somebody over for yourself, it's all about them. I mean, when you go out to the car, you open the door here, sweetheart, let me help, let me help you in this just... And, and, and oh, oh, please, let me, let me get your chair. Please, let me, let me do it. It's, it's all about them. What can I do for you? Oh, how can I make you happy? How can I serve you? It's all about them. Get married. I see the train coming. You get married, it all turns around. See, when you're dating, your, 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 your fiancé calls and says, Honey, oh, I, I'm at work and I forgot to stop at the dry cleaners. I got an appointment right after. And, oh, would you mind getting... Oh, sweetheart, it's no problem. And, oh, honey, I'll be glad to do that. I know it's on the other side of Birmingham. I know it's going to take an hour and a half for me to go over and back. I realize I'm going to have to give up my lunch hour. But, honey, sweetheart, I'm delighted to do that for you. <laughs> Two months after you're married? What's wrong with your memory? <laughs> you need to write these things down. Is your leg broken? Can't you get over there? Did you forget where the dry cleaners was? See, what happens is this. Marriages begin to disintegrate when you and I fail to give them the energy they deserve and the time they deserve. And covenant relationships is a choice. It's a commitment to give time. It's a commitment to give energy. Let me wrap this up, this lesson up, by saying that God has two desires for you and me and in our life in the area of friendships. Number one is simply he wants us to have friendship with others. He designed us for that. He designed us for relationships. He looked at Adam without Eve and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I, 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 want, I, want, to, I want to build community and I want to build relationships. That's that's, that's, why, that's, why we come and come, that's why we come to Highlands on, to, to be together, not to forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. To, that, that's why we come together. God designed you for friendship and relationships. 
I wish I had my father with me. My father will be 90 next month. And he's amazing. He loves people. And when my mom passed away a couple of years ago, and they had been married for 66 years. And, uh, and so my dad's in very good health, but we kind of wanted to get him in a, a wonderful kind of assisted care place where there would be medical help for him if he needed it in the whole process. So the three of us, our kids, we talked to him, and we, we, talked, we said, Dad, they're building one in Winter Haven, and when it's done, would you go? And he said, yes, he would. And, and so we kind of got him ready and got him prepared. And, and he would go over, and when he knew he was going there, he'd go over there while they were building it, and he'd go over, and he knew all the workers. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's Mr. Relationship. He had, and he'd go over, and he'd, see, I mean, he'd go in, he'd bring me over, and we'd go to work, he'd meet, introduce me to everybody, and he said, now do a good job. Build, yeah, I'm going to live here, so you know, don't, don't, don't mess this thing up here, okay? We're having lunch one day, and he said, son, he said, uh, they've told me now that I can be the first one to move in. I said, well, that's nice, Dad, but is there a reason why you want to be the first one to move in? Oh, he said, son, he said, don't you realize old people are going to be coming to this place? a major adjustment in their life and they're not sure what's going to happen and he said I asked that I could be the first one to move in so that when the new people come in I could be at the front door and I could meet him and I could say hi I'm Melvin Maxwell and I, I just want you to know I live here and we're going to be friends and it's going to be okay and everything's going to work out just fine he said I just want to be I just want to let him know it's going to be okay I want to be the first one and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at this lunch table listening to my father and he said, isn't it wonderful that, isn't it wonderful? He said, as I'm getting older, I love people more now than I love them even 20 years. Isn't it amazing? As you get older, you just love people more. And I said, Dad, that's not true. <laughs> Come on now, talk to me. I know a lot of people that are getting older, but they're not getting better. Yeah. Maturity doesn't always come with age. Sometimes age comes alone. That was good. I got to write that one down. <laughs> My dad understands covenant friendship. He understands that if you want a relationship that's going to be what it needs to be, you are the first to move in, and you are at the door, and you do shake hands and say, Hi, my name is Melvin Maxwell, and it's going to be all right. You are the one who initiates. You're the one that gives it the time. You're the one that gives it the energy. You're the one that gives it the effort. And the second thing, the thing I close now is the second desire for God is for him to have a relationship with you. It amazes me that a holy God would want a relationship so badly with sinful mankind that he would leave heaven and he'd come to earth in the form of flesh, and live with us and die for our sins. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, The Power of Friendships. You can find out more information about him at his website, johnmaxwell.com. Again, there's lots of great resources. He's a great, great teacher on leadership. I don't even know how many books he's written that have helped so many people, countless amount of people. But he's a great man of God, great minister. Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Morning Moxie. God bless.